so uh, this morning, uh, we've asked uh, a, a good friend of mine, Richard, and a bunch of others from Adult Teen Challenge to come and share with us. Uh, so I'm going to call you up, Richard. And uh, after, in case you guys are thinking of what they share and want to, uh, we're going to have a Q&A, pass the mics around afterwards so uh, you can get ready for that. So why don't you come up, Richard, and I'm going to give you the mic. Thank you, brother. Good morning, everyone. What, a, what an honor it is to be here with you guys this morning. I was just reflecting, like, well, first of all, um, when, when Pastor uh, Ernie and I had met, we, we had an instant connection. Um, he came to our, hey, brother, hey, <laughs> John. Um, we had a connection, and that was the Lord. And so what, a, what an honor it is to be here today with you guys. And I was just reflecting the last time I was here, not with the team or anything, but there was, you guys were doing outside baptisms. And, and what a beautiful day that was and, and experience that was. Um, my apologies, I haven't been here since. I'm, I, Teen Challenges got me on, on somewhat of a tour. I'm at a different church every, every weekend, so you have to excuse me. But uh, we're advancing the kingdom, and, and uh, he's being glorified through it all. So we, we really appreciate you uh, having us here today. Um, I'd like to introduce, well, not right now, but our, our program director, uh, Rodney Hine, as well as we have our Steinbach Men's Center here and a couple of the, the sisters also um, that, that work for our ministry or, or are associated with our ministry. So um, we are adult and teen challenge. I don't, does everyone know that, um, the history of teen challenge here? Pretty much? No? No? Okay, okay. So... So I like to start it like this because it grabs people's attention. So, so our ministry was started with the pastor and, and teenage gang members on trial for murder. And, and to sum it all up, this pastor um, heard the call of God, was faithful, and, and, and pursued these, these gang members, basically advocating for them. So he was humiliated, mocked, um, persecuted, all this stuff, like Jesus, right? Um, not as gruesome, but, but the, the main thing in here is he, he pursued with love. You know, he kept loving on these, on these uh, teenage gang members, and they didn't know how to take it. The, the main, uh, the main um, brother who, you know, started the ministry, Nicky, Nicky Cruz, so it's David Wilkerson, Nicky Cruz, and this, this love, he didn't know how to take it, you know? He said he's going to kill him, and he said, kept telling him, Jesus loves you, and I love you with every piece, no matter how much you cut me up. And so as a result, whoops, <laughs> as a result, a worldwide ministry was formed. And so I got some fun facts for you guys here today. Um, we are a faith-based discipleship program, so operating all over the world. We are now operating in over 125 countries, and we have, this is a, this is a cool fact here, 78% success rate for those who overcome addiction um, and begin a new life. And, and I can definitely testify to that. I'm a graduate of the, t- the Teen Challenge program. I've been with the ministry coming up on four years now. And uh, I literally almost lost my life before coming here, and I'll get into a little bit of that. But I'm 100% advocating for this because um, my life was completely transformed. Yeah, the, the program in itself is, you know, very structured, disciplined. We, we walk through all aspects of life. You know, the brotherhood, sisterhood of it is why it's so successful. But this was transformed through Jesus. I came in broken. I sought the Lord, and Jesus is the one who transformed me. And he's using this ministry. Um, So we are Central Canada, which is Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Northwestern Ontario, right? We're accredited with with USA and all that, but but this is us for Central Canada. Um, We have inpatient, outpatient program, and this is for anyone struggling with anything life-controlling, not just drugs, alcohol, pornography, or anything life-controlling. And so we have our men's and women's campuses, right? And and, uh, 
you know, students come in, so they, we address life-controlling issues. What led to that abuse and negative lifestyle? How to change those patterns? This is a structured environment that includes individual and group mentoring, counseling, spiritual disciplines, life skills training, employable skills, certification, and on-the-job training. And so with this all comes the need for community offices, which I work. I work down on Main Street, 354 Main Street. And, and so um, our community office as well, we have across Central Canada, multiple locations. And, and we are a first point of contact and, and provide a range of services, right? So we offer um, addiction support groups, family support groups, uh, mentoring, counseling, uh, program application assistance, whatever, whatever that may look like, right? Maybe it's for our long-term program, like I'm an intake worker. And uh, so, so that could be for our long-term program or maybe another, like I helped someone else apply to another program, right? Like not everyone's gonna want Teen Challenges help, like even though we're helping them to come into one of our programs. So that's what we offer um, in the community office. And we also do, like I mentioned, uh, assessments and referrals. So we have our Ready Now uh, Recovery. Um, it's outpatient, ran weekly, right? And this is for the men's and women's. I myself am a facilitator. Um, and uh, it's what an experience. I'm, I'm blessed to say that our, our men's and women's groups are, are at pretty much capacity right now, right? Um, anywhere from 8 to 13 a week. And this is consistent, you know? And so it's been a beautiful thing to come out here and, and walk alongside um, each other. And so... Um, this is faith-based curriculum that, we're, that we go through, right? We, all the studies that we have. And, and it's really about building the community and, like I said, walking alongside each other. We also have a, a concerned person's um, loved one support group that my, my colleague Merle and her husband facilitate. And, and again, this is a beautiful thing and an eye-opener for me because coming out here, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was dealing with folks on a, on a different level. And I come from Thunder Bay, right? And so... Um, the Lord was using me to lead a street ministry at the time and everything, and I, I, was, I was meeting folks um, on, a, on a one-to-one level, not really seeing who else it affected, right? It was the individual um, itself, and so um, coming out here, it's, it's, it's like basically the same thing. It's either the, the person or the, or the family or the loved one, whoever it is, so, so being able to offer that support as well is, is pretty amazing. Um, Moving on to Freedom Church, so we have our, our own church, and um, we are operating, um, again, across central Canada, and, and we have uh, a service tonight. If you guys want to come check us out, we're at 305 Main Street, and uh, it's at 7 p.m., and so we're in the basement, and it's back entrance, and um, yeah, this is, the heart behind this is just to come, you know, offer that support building, again, offering it for the community to come in. The heart behind it is to see God move, right? And so... It's a beautiful thing, and this is our mission, to lead spirit-filled, welcoming environments where people at any stage of their journey will experience a real God, real grace, and an opportunity to move forward. So we have different ways you can get involved with our ministry, um, through events, volunteer, donate, uh, and of course, Freedom Church, right? We have our outreach table at the back, and so um, please help yourself to a cross in, cross in the switchblade book. You know, we have um, monthly uh, support, uh, brochures there, right? So if you want to become a monthly partner, you'll get a, a student card every three months. And this is where the power of prayer comes in because I remember receiving um, a letter from, from this elderly lady and she had said that I've been praying for you for a long time and, and just received my picture, right? And, and I was like, whoa, like, you know, it was, it was pretty incredible that this faithful lady continued to pray. And this, again, is going to be shared in my... In my um, my testimony.
And so we have Steinbach Super Thrift, which is like next to where I work, right, at 305 Main. So we accept donations, clothing, furniture, household items. I'm probably forgetting some stuff, but again, if you have it on your heart there, please, even just if you want to come check it out. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty surreal that I'm up here, actually. I got, I got some cool things to share. I'm not going to go on, on and on, but I'm going to give you some guys some key points of, of my story and, and how God has used me, and, and my heart is that he would be glorified through it all, right? And so I, um, I had a pretty rough life. I, uh, I was, you know, born with um, alcoholic, drug addict parents, and uh, they split when I was two. You know, there was a, a lot of violence, and, and I... Um, for, for a good chunk of my childhood, I definitely felt the abandonment, you know, because um, my mom had left first, and then my dad did his best to raise me, but, you know, I was pretty rebellious as well, and so um, he got to the point where he couldn't handle me either, and so he called, you know, Child and Family Services, and so um, there comes another abandon, right? So it's like both parents, you know, didn't want me is how I was feeling, and so, um, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble. I... I started coming to jail when I was 13 years old, and uh, this became a pattern for me. I, for most of my life, actually, I've been, it's been five years now clean from the law, but this was a, this was a pattern. Um, and, you know, just basically living in sin and, and, and not really repenting. I, I had some encounters with God as a, as a, a little boy. I did have a grandmother, and, and, and maybe once a month I would get to stay at her house overnight or for the weekend, and, and we would go to church. And so that's where I had some encounters of God. So i got to stop doing that. I, um, I was a believer, right? Um, but again, I was chasing, right? I was always after the next thing, whether it be alcohol, drugs, or whatever. I got started fighting. That got me in a lot of trouble. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I ended up getting involved with gang life later on, um, and, and that caused a lot of problems, right? I, I did have some, some pastors that came into my life, and, and uh, I don't think I would be up here. Actually, I know I would not be up here today if they didn't, because God had used these, these pastors, and uh, along with Teen Challenge guys, I... Um, you know, I met them and they began to pray for me. And, and one of their most consistent prayers is that I would be in a house of the Lord to be discipled. And uh, they were actually willing to build a, a kitchenette for me and, and disciple me within their church. But the problem was getting me there because it was, it was like halfway to Toronto, right? And COVID was going on and, and all that. So they just continued to pray. And at the same time, I had met some, some Teen Challenge brothers. And, uh, and we, we had a relationship right away. And I just remember... Uh, in the early stages, towards the end of my addiction, um, things got really, really bad for me. Uh, you know, I, I had a son in 2015. I, I, leave, I, led, I left gang life in 2017. Our ex-gang boss was killed in a double homicide in Thunder Bay in, in 2017. And I officially left a week after that. Um, and so it's been, a, it's been a rough journey. But how God has used me is... Um, you know, you, you, sometimes you're reminded of your past. And, and I know... I never thought I would end up in Thunder Bay and, and you know, running into, let alone being on the street. I, one of the biggest anxieties for me was running into people from my past and, you know, whether it was a beef or not, um, just even seeing them, that whole complete anxiety. But the Lord was now losing, using me to, to, to lead a street ministry team and, and seeing some of these, these people and um, having the heart to love, you know, uh, walking in peace, walking in love. Um, and so... 
I'm going to fast track a little bit here, uh, leading up to what got me here. And so um, my last drink was really bad. I, I, was, uh, I was drinking. It was a beautiful summer day, and um, I don't think there's any kids left in the room, eh? It's <laughs> I, I'll, I'll keep it like, but PG or what? <laughs> um, it was a beautiful summer day. I was drinking uh, with my dad. I, I was doing some drugs previously, and uh, I blacked out. And when I came to, you know, I was choking, uh, cho- choking him with a pipe, and um, he was going unconscious. And so I ended up turning around, and I got hit with that same pipe. And uh, you started as a fist fight, which rolled into the kitchen and turned into a knife fight. And and this is my dad who, you know, did his best to raise me as a boy. But, um, you know, we had a lot of problems. And, and uh, you know, this came to a point where now he tried to burn his house down uh, as a means to escape. And, and um, in that moment, I thought either, either one of us were going to die that day. And so I did step out of the way. He threw a chair through the kitchen window. And, you know, the neighbors are outside, right? This is in the afternoon. And so um, I let him go and, and whatever. I went on the run and thought that, um, you know, I was, the cops and all that stuff were going to be involved, and um, by the grace of God that, um, you know, nothing really came of that, but, but, a, ha- but a father that um, said he'll never forgive me for what I did to him, right? And so um, I came to Teen Challenge, that was my last drink, I came to Teen Challenge broken, I'd lost everything, I had everyone turn on me, um, basically want nothing to do with me, and so that's how I came in, and uh, like I said, that was, that was coming up on four years ago, and um, you know, I kept praying uh, that my dad would forgive me, right? Because that was a huge part, and, and that hurt, you know, that him saying that and wanting nothing to do with me. And, and uh, I think of the unconditional love of God, right? When, when um, my darkest day that I ran to, I ran to God, and he, and he accepted me with open arms, right? That unconditional love, and um, that was the revelation through this all, and... and I'll never forget the day I had a, ch- I had a chance to come share uh, in my community. This was after I graduated the one-year program, and I was halfway through my leadership training. Um, I did like 18-month leadership training after that. And uh, he was sitting in the, in the, in the audience there, and I, I could just feel the Holy Spirit, and I, I began to pray, and, and I, I shared about, you know, I was doing a spoken word, and I shared about my last drink, and, and I could tell he got rocked. And uh, on my way back to Thunder Bay, he called me and said that, you know, he forgives me. He, he, he's like, I forgive you, son, for, for what happened. And, uh, and yeah, our relationship has been completely restored um, to this day, right? And so that is a huge praise report because this is, my dad uh, is not a believer, um, but I know that he, God has done work in his heart and he sees the transformation with me as well, right? And so the crazy thing, remember I said I spent most of my life behind bars and what, how God has used that in my past now for good. I literally was just in Stony Mountain um, Penitentiary for, for the whole day the other day. Um, and on good terms, I wasn't behind bars. Right? I, was, <laughs> I was in there and I was wondering what I was doing in there because I, I got involved with a brother who does a lot of uh, prison ministry and uh, I, I applied to go in there a year ago and they denied me and, and this year they let me in. Um, and so I know that this is a God thing and I went in there with the heart of promoting our ministry, but to see people get saved and, and just share the love, you know, of, and I ran into some people that I knew and some that who was, that have come through our program and just so many seeds that were sown and they actually invited me back to, to bring my guitar and, and uh, sing some songs for them to bring in the new year. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, I, I, um, I'm an intake worker, so I advocate for people to come out of the prison system into 
our program. You know, I, I've, been in, I've been in superior court advocating for people, and, and it blows my mind because there was a time when I couldn't even get out of jail myself. You know, and here I am advocating to help others find freedom through the power of Jesus Christ. So it's such a, a beautiful thing. I've seen so many miracles and restorations, and, and just the heart of it, you know, is at the end of the day, like I heard it when we started, it's every, we're all broken, you know. So Lord, forever keep us broken. And, and uh, um, to encourage you guys, like even on, my, even on my, my best day, I've had some really good days since walking with the Lord. You know, I feel the Lord here powerfully this morning. And, and let me never forget how bad things really were for me. And uh, I'd like to encourage you guys with that and, and introduce our director here, Rodney Hine, who's also my best friend. <laughs> Come on. Good morning. Yeah, so it, like uh, Richard said, it's an honor to be here. Um, I'm very blessed to even have friends and family in the congregation, which is really cool. Um, yeah, so Richard is the community support worker. He deals with the guys before they get sent to me, and then I get the honor of bringing them into our program and then spending the next hopefully full year, um, sometimes a little longer. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, they leave early, um, but we always want to welcome them back if they decide to do that. Um, so our team focuses on um, <clears throat> giving them the best care that we can give them, um, walking through um, challenging situations, correcting them in, uh, with uh, when they're dealing with behaviors that are not what we're looking for um, and or attitudes that are just not uh, not biblically aligned um, yeah so um, I'm not going to take up too much time uh, Richard had a lot to say which is wonderful um, but yeah we know one thing is for tr is for certain and that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony right um, so I'm going to be inviting up uh, Jeremy and then Francois and then Daryl and then I'll come back up and share my testimony as well. Good morning. Um, they get me to go first because I'm so good at public speaking. <laughs> so we'll uh, get it out of the way right away, right? Um, I've been invited to share Closer? Oh boy. Okay, it just got a little uh, better. Thank you. I've been invited to share today uh, about my journey, a little about my journey. And uh, first, my name is Jeremy. I'm in my early 40s, and uh, it's been a journey. I've experienced trauma from, uh, for, from a very young age. Um, and uh, that uh, led me to, uh, to alcohol. And it was a big part of my life from my early teens up until a couple of months ago, actually. Um, it seemed like I was always in pain, and, and I used alcohol to kill that pain. Um, I got married in my early 20s. And had a had a relationship with Christ uh, but that I didn't pursue that relationship and and my marriage started falling apart um, I had two children or my wife had two children um, and we just didn't have Christ at the center of our marriage 
and <laughs> I can I got I I drank even more to uh, comfort myself. I it was it got to the point where I came home one day and I I just didn't want to live anymore. So no one was home. I didn't even think about my kids at all. I drove my truck into the garage and I just left it running as I closed the door because I just didn't want to face another day. I just felt that God wasn't there anymore and I just didn't feel feel loved at all. And well, it didn't work out. Uh, God had a different idea about my future. So, this is a little difficult, I apologize. Um, <laughs> I sobered up, I stopped drinking, and I recommitted my life to Christ. And things started going better. I was a family man, and, and I got involved in church, got involved in a small group, and, and, but of course, alone, my, my wife did not get involved with, with, uh, with me in the small group, unfortunately. But after a year of sobriety, my wife told me that she didn't love me anymore. So that rocked me again. I ended up moving, oh, we lived in Calgary too. Uh, I ended up moving back to Manitoba and uh, I found uh, cocaine at 37 years old. And it helped me not feel quite so bad about myself. Um, I got my kids every summer and it was tough to navigate being a father drinking and being a drug addict and two and a half years ago my family got together and they sent me to, uh, to a rehab facility in in Alberta where my kids still live and it was good but it wasn't my choice to go there so uh, it took about a month after I got out of there that I was back right back in and in worse um, I'll fast forward to this last summer and my kids, well, my brother-in-law died in a car accident a year ago so that I told God that I was done with him. He was 45 years old and gone. And I said, that's it. And I really got into my, my addictions then. My children came out in summertime this last summer and it was, my addictions were so bad that I would be up all night doing coke and drinking 
and when they'd wake up in the morning, I'd put on, put on a movie, and I'd be yelling at myself while I'd do it, but I'd, I'd, be, uh, I'd be in the same room ripping lines and drinking while they're watching movie. And I just couldn't stop. And I had a, a cousin go through Teen Challenge, and his dad, I contacted him, and we talked about it, and, and that's what got the ball rolling for me to get into ATC. And uh, God has transformed my life in six weeks so incredibly, I smoked all my life too, and I quit smoking the day that I, the day the the day that I got got into ATC. I I stopped smoking. I had my last cigarette and walked through the door, and I never thought about it again after that. Um, I've just been pouring myself into the Bible, and 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 God has been speaking to me, and it's been just just an incredible journey. Uh, the brotherhood is is awesome. Having 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 the support of of these young guys is great, and uh, God's just been working in my life. I talk to my kids three times a week, and I I talk to them about the journey that I've been on, and they're excited. They're nine and ten, uh, nine and eleven years old, and they're excited, and they get to have their dad, and uh, it's just. God's amazing. Um, I just want to read uh, just something that I got out of my devotions the other day. Bear with me. Um, it says... Uh, are you, in, are you intentionally becoming who you want to be? Every day, your heart is taking you in a certain direction, and you must intentionally push, push yourself to get into the Word. Declare that I am going to serve God no matter what, and God will protect your heart. And I got a verse out of Philippians 3.14 that says, I will press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling. Thank you very much. Jeremy's my roommate, and uh, we have a great time together in our room. And that was his first time, his first testimony in front of a congregation. And it's a little, yeah, he did great. Way to go, Jeremy. Not bad from a guy from New Bothwell, right? It's okay. <laughs> um, my name is Daryl. I am uh, in month eight of the program, and I'm um, excited to be here. All of us are. Thank you, uh, Pastor Ernie and the church, for, uh, for letting us come share our stories here. And um, uh, we all have different stories, and uh, mine included. And mine is a bit unique sometimes in the program, uh, but maybe not so unique to all of you. And um, I've... Uh, I grew up in Steinbeck uh, in a loving Christian home about three blocks from here on 3rd Street, right by the tennis courts. Uh, born and raised in Steinbeck, uh, grew up in the church, and uh, very involved with the church, youth group, volunteering, all those things. That has never changed through all the years. Um, 
I've always been involved uh, until recently. I've always been involved with church and volunteering and getting involved in all those things. And what brought me to Adult Teen Challenge, and I only have a few minutes here to share my, my uh, story, so I won't share the full story, but alcohol is my addiction that brought me into the program. And um, uh, it's a long journey uh, to get to a place where, where you come to a place like Teen Challenge. But I started a little later in life. I, I didn't grow up uh, rebelling or any of those things in high school. Never struggled with alcohol, tobacco, those kind of things. Uh, through high school, through university, early years of my married life, those kind of things. It, for me, it came after 30, a little bit later. And um, it started very, very slow, and just uh, dealing with stresses of job and those kind of things, very innocently, really. Uh, but it started to slide and slip and, uh, and uh, snowball. And you, uh, you always think, as an addict, you're in control of it. You're in control. Tomorrow will be different. Uh, but that never happens. And I came to those realizations. There was a lot of damage done with family. I married two kids. Um, saw my son yesterday. It was great. But there's been so much damage as well. So about nine months ago, my ATC story is um, I knew I, I needed change. I, knew, I was praying to God like I need a new pathway of life. And... Um, and I knew about Adult Teen Challenge, of course. Our church is very supportive of it and, and all those things. And I've had friends who have gone through it and spoken highly of it. So I had a conversation with my brother, and I knew I just needed, needed to change. I was broken, like Brother Richard was talking about. You know, you have to come to that place of brokenness. And uh, if you would have seen me, I would have been in the church pews. I would have uh, not looked broken. I was functioning, I could have, uh, I put on a good mask, but inside, uh, inside it was definitely broken, and I knew I needed change, and uh, I was, I was all, I've always been a believer, I never left the faith, but I was certainly not anchored to the word like Psalm 119 encourages us to do, I wasn't anchored in Christ, which is so vital in, in that journey, in all of our journeys, and um so uh, I talked to my brother, and I knew I knew I was I needed to do something and something quick. And so it's a lot like, and I shared this last week in Altona. I was speaking at a church, and it's a lot like uh, when we were young. We went to some of us went to the Pan Am on Fridays because they always opened up the seven meter board, and seven meters is a high uh, a high level to jump from, uh, especially for someone like myself who's afraid of heights. And I remember going up with all the guys and uh, being the first one. And uh, you go to the edge and you go, nope, no chance that's going to happen. You turn around and the guys are just looking at you. And you can't go back down, right? Uh, there's only one way down. <laughs> and uh, you just go. Turn around, run, and go. You don't think. And that's how it was for me nine months ago. It was uh, one of those very fast obedience, say yes to God kind of moments for me. And that was key. Uh, just saying yes to God. Obedience, God, I have to do this. And I did. And, uh, and I went through the intake pro process and I got in very, very quickly. And uh, boy, God is transforming me. I, I advocate big time for the program. I encourage anyone to, that needs to, to get involved. It's, a, it's an addiction recovery program but it's also a discipleship program. It's heavily Bible-based. 
it is structured and uh, controlled, but it's, uh, that's for protection. It's a place uh, where you feel nothing but love from the staff and from the others. The brothers are great. The, the students my, uh, who are now like family to me, the staff are like family. It's a place where we can uh, grow and, of course, heal. And, uh, uh, and healing, it encompasses so many things, not only breaking our addiction and healing from that, but the damage that it's caused, that wake of damage, um, and then transforming into the new hope uh, coming out of the program as well. It's a pr it is a place to heal and to fail and to do it all safely, right? And uh, we see, receive so much support from that, and I thank God for that and transforming me in that way. And a scripture in the last two, three weeks uh, that has, uh, I've really been thinking about a lot is um, Psalm 77, 19. And that's where David's talking about, uh, talking to God and talking about how God um, uh, led the Israelites through the sea. And the, and the verse goes something like, uh, your road led through the sea, uh, uh, your pathway through the mighty powers, a pathway no one knew is there. And like for myself, I didn't know about the ATC pathway, that that's what had God had for me, right? And I was searching. I was praying to God for a pathway, and um, he brought it through the program. And I'm so thankful to God for that. And I don't know, coming out uh, in the next, in spring, I guess, uh, what the future has in store, but I know God is in control, and I'm very thankful for that. Thank you. Hello, my name is Francois. I'm from Lorette, Manitoba. Um, I was born into a broken home and uh, put into CFS for a few years. And thankfully, I was blessed to be adopted at uh, a decent age and to a, into a Christian family. Um, but I was unfortunate enough to experience uh, abuses of all colors and this led me to be very angry very uh, broken I guess from a young age and I didn't have it in me to seek help from God myself um, so I chose a life of pain and sufferance and uh, tried to use drugs and of all sorts and alcohol to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, just for whatever reason. Um, and at 17, I actually did go to Teen Challenge Thunder Bay. Uh, my hopes were very high for that, and uh, my pride was in the way I never uh, fully surrendered myself. So after six months, I, I left, and. Uh, stayed at Salvation Army for a bit and eventually made my way back home where I just completely went uh, deeper and deeper into sin and uh, addictions. Um, yeah, and so years went by. Um, I probably went years without, without thinking of, of God or um, anything good, really. And... Um, up until about a month ago, my girlfriend took her own life. 
and I, uh, that, that broke me to a million pieces. So I came to, came to Teen Challenge completely shattered and broken. I still am. And, but I thank God every day for uh, I could find strength in his word. And he does give me strength. And he uh, relieves me of that guilt and shame that I, that I feel sometimes. But some verse that I stick with uh, is uh, Romans 8.1. For there is now no, uh, no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. And that is a truth that lifts me up every day, every night. And uh, that's why I'm here able to speak before you guys. I'm truly blessed. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my testimony. I, thank you. Uh, Thanks, guys. You're amazing. Um, yeah, so those are just three of the stories of, of the guys that we are helping each day. Um, and these guys have a amazing potential. Like, we have such a wonderful group of guys right now. Um, so if you guys are up for one more testimony? Yeah. No? Okay, no problem. I'll go sit down. Uh, yeah, I'll share my testimony. I am the program director, of course, and uh, I don't know if everybody, all of our students have heard my story yet. No? Okay. Well, first time for everything. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was born in uh, Nova Scotia, um, and I never knew my biological father. My mom married uh, another guy who I grew up knowing as my dad, uh, and then later on found out he was my stepdad. That broke my heart. Um, but he was really abusive towards me, um, and uh, I never really felt loved or accepted by him. So we ended up moving to Winnipeg when um, I was probably like 13 or so. And uh, that left me feeling alienated and alone. Um, our family's not really close. Um, so even though I shared a room with my brother, like we barely talked or anything, you know, it was, I don't know, growing up in an abusive home, it's kind of a, you don't talk about your feelings, you don't talk about what you're going through, you just shut up and do what you're supposed to do. Um, so as soon as I could find a way to get out of that house, um, I did. Uh, I started going to bush parties and drinking with kids my age when I was uh, about 15. Um, that made me feel like I fit in somewhere or like I had a place. Um, and then uh, I, I jumped from different groups of people to different groups of people, ravers, straight edge kids, punks, like wherever, just so I could keep feeling like I was that new rush of being accepted and loved. Um, but it was all very fleeting because I wasn't loving myself and I wasn't really loving those people. I was just using them so I would feel accepted. Um, when I turned 19, I made a wonderful decision in my life and I started using meth. And uh, yeah, that, that, that took 11 years of my life. Um, but in that time, I started dealing, um, which made me really popular. Um, 
And so I felt this, that, that rush of being accepted and being loved by people and being desired, right? So um, uh, it was really hard for me to, to let go of that, um, especially when I uh, got my girlfriend pregnant and then went to jail and then, you know, she worked her butt off getting me out of jail. Um, but then over time, we got married too and our son was born. Yay. Good stuff, um, but uh, that that pull of being just wanted and, and loved and and accepted by people was really strong, um, and crystal meth is a really powerful drug. So um, after we were together for a few years, three years, um, I left her to go back into my addictions, and um, I went darker. I went harder this time. Um, I started shooting up, and then nothing mattered. Um, my family didn't matter. Um, my son didn't matter. You know, my life didn't matter anymore. And <clears throat> uh, I was doing that for about another three years. I heard everybody around me burned over the bridges and everything. I was exhausted. I hated that I was an addict. I hated that I needed this drug to live my life, and um, I had nobody left except for my father-in-law, Tim, who every month or so would call me up and be like, hey, what's going on, you know, are you okay? Let's go grab some pizza. And we would always go to the same place and get the same pizza. And he would be like, you should go check out Teen Challenge. And I'd be like, nah, I'm not doing that, man. Like, that's weird. Um, I'm not really into this whole God thing. Um, so uh, he would do that over this whole time that I was separated from his daughter. He never stopped loving me as his son. Um, and one night I was alone and um, I was walking across the South Osborne Bridge and I was looking at the water and I was like, I could just, I could just quit everything right now. I could just end it and that would be so easy. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta go. Um, but I was also really scared you know, because there was something in me that didn't obviously want to. Um, so I cried out to God, and I, I said, God, if, if, you're, if you don't do something, I'm going to do something. And then the next day, which would have been only like six hours or something, because it was the middle of the night, um, I got a call from Tim, and uh, he said, hey, we should get together for pizza, you know, how you doing? And I was like, Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. This is the usual thing, right? So we got together, and before he could say anything, we sat down, and I just start crying. And I felt something through me just say, I need to go to Teen Challenge. I now know that's the Holy Spirit that was moving in me to, to make me do that. Um, and so uh, very quickly, I ended up in Teen Challenge. I think it was only a couple of weeks. Um, and... You know, things started going really well. I, uh, I asked the Lord into my heart, um, and I started uh, connecting with these guys there. They were great guys and everything, but I was, in my mind, uh, or in my, my heart, I was still doing the same thing. I was protected by my walls, and everybody else was outside, and I was just taking love from them, and I wasn't giving them any love, right? It was all about me being okay. Um, and so that didn't last for very long. I was there for about three, uh, three months. And then I was on a pass. I had 10 bucks. And 
I got dropped off at the center, and the next day I was like, well, hey, I got 10 bucks. I know where I'm going, and I took off. So uh, broke my family's heart again, you know, left everybody, and uh, I was gone for about three months, and um, I've never gone to a darker place in my life. Um, I know in Scripture it says that when you cast out one demon and you don't replace it with, with God, then he will come back with seven of his friends, and that's exactly what happened. Um, I started robbing people um, and doing various other things for drugs that I never thought I would. Um, but then a friend came down from Flin Flon and brought me up, and he's like, look, I need, you need to get help. You're not doing very well uh, in Winnipeg, so we got to change this. Um, so I went up to Flin Flon. He gave me some time there, but eventually was like, look, you're just, you're not changing anything. You're just, you know, sitting around and not help, getting any help. So he said, you got to go. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up going out to Thunder Bay Teen Challenge because um, they wouldn't let me go back to Winnipeg. Go to Thunder Bay Teen Challenge. Actually gave my heart to the Lord. I'll try to speed things up a little bit here. Gave my heart to the Lord and started dropping my walls and started letting people in and starting learning how to actually love people um, and being able to have long distance phone calls with my wife and with my son really changed um, how I was talking to them and how I was trying to connect with them because it wasn't me trying to manipulate them face to face I was actually trying to be genuine um, and so uh, I finished the program I did I did pretty well um, and my wife and son moved out to Thunder Bay um, and, you know, things were a lot better, but I was still learning how to, how to walk with Jesus and how to love like Jesus and how to be better, right? So um, that was eight years ago, and we're doing much better now. Um, our family is obviously restored, um, and there's this complete trans transformation that's been happening over the last eight years where I've been becoming more and more Christ-like, um, and it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm able to do that. Um, so, uh, but you know, just because I complete the program doesn't mean that I was freed from all of my issues and all my pain and all that stuff, right? That's, a, that's an ongoing journey. And I can tell you guys, the first year, that's your foundation. After that, you have to keep working on it, right? Me and my wife, so grateful to have her back in my life and everything. Um, but I was still a broken person, right? And she has her own issues and stuff. And so trying to work that out together, you know, it's a long journey. Um, and even when you don't have addictions, you know, that's still, there's still, you know, marriages aren't always perfect. Um, but I'm just grateful that the Lord uh, has called me to this life and has given me the opportunity to serve him and to love him and to learn how to love like him. Um, so I'm just going to share this scripture here that really touched my heart. Um, and uh, I think it still resonates in my heart and reminds me of where I came from. Uh, so in Psalms 73, verses uh, 21 to 26, it says, Then I realized my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My heart may fail, and my spirit may grow weak. But God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Thanks. Thanks.